This episode is sponsored by Enriched Superfoods. Enriched is my go-to store for the most powerful, most pure superfoods on the plain et. They've got all the good stuff from maca to matcha, from shilajit to powdered greens. But you know what I love the most? I love the mushrooms. Now I know what most of you are thinking, get on with the show, right? But I know what else you're thinking. You're thinking, how can I get better at strangling people? Us jiu-jitsu guys, we're all the same. We want to be better, we want to be badder. Well, being better requires two things, learning more stuff and being able to execute more stuff. And Enriched has got you covered with what I'm calling the white basement jiu-jitsu super stack. First is lion's mane mushroom to supercharge memory, focus and clarity and even better, give a neurotrophic boost literally helping you grow new jiu-jitsu brain cells. Now, a jiu-jitsu super brain is all well and good, but if you can't execute on the mat, then it don't mean jack. That's why the second half of the super stack is the legendary Cordyceps CS4 mushroom extract, scientifically proven to offer heroic levels of stamina and energy, as well as improved lung function, actually helping you breathe better while you stop other people from breathing at all. Go to enriched.co, that's E-N-R-I-C-H-D.co, and use the promo code WhiteBasementPod for a 10% discount across the whole site. Want to get more taps in more rounds and more respect from more people? Then get super stacked. Go to enriched.co and use the promo code WhiteBasementPod. Hey guys, welcome to the first ever, ever White Basement Podcast. Live and direct from... Chipping Barnet. Chipping Barnet. Chipping Barnet <laughs> from Phantom Records. Yeah, this is the first one ever and uh, hopefully um, you're going you're gonna to come on a journey with us and um, we're going to make some cool stuff, meet some cool people, have some cool conversations, have some fun as well. Yeah, I think I think maybe we 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 wanted to start off just by um, explaining how we got to to where we are now. Um, so I don't know whether you want to kick it off, Mister, or or, or I can just. Uh... Um, no, I'll kick it off. Look, I'm Smith One. Look, it's the first episode, or at least the pilot episode of uh, of the White Basement Podcast. Um, we'll see how things develop. Really, um, you know, we'll see where things go. See what's funny. We we don't know what's funny yet. We don't know. I mean, most of my jokes are definitely not funny. But um, some of your jokes are funny. <laughs> usually, only because I'm retelling them from other You're people right, that right. I heard from. Um, but you know, look, we'll see where things go, and um, you know, ultimately the feedback is what counts. Um, so we'll see what all you guys out there have got to say. Whether we should just go back to our day jobs, or we should, um, you know, continue on um, making fools of ourselves for your you, listening pleasure. You didn't get rid of your day job. <laughs> I'm, we not, were, I'm not all in. I'm not I that we kind were of doing guy. That. <laughs> all in. I thought I need to. I need to call home and tell him to uh, <laughs> cancel the email. So, 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 yeah. Look. Um, the the really how how we got here to uh to 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 be sitting here doing this podcast i mean for me it's 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 been like a real long long time coming a long journey um i mean we met through jiu jitsu really um at mill hill which was probably what is jiu jitsu 
what is jujitsu? Because because uh, I'm sure a lot of our people, a lot of our listeners, a lot of our audience are not really going to know. They're just oh, is that some karate kind of stuff? You know, taekwondo and you know that sort of stuff. So maybe it's worth you even explaining to the audience what is jujitsu. Jujitsu is, and I've I've actually got the best, the most succinct. Un, I've know, got one as well. Go on, do yours. Wrestling. Oh. <laughs> I was gonna say I was gonna say it's the art of folding clothes with people still right. wearing them. Right. No, no. I mean, yeah. I mean, that's gonna that's gonna still. I mean, you know, you know I'm t- that's probably when you you know when you have got time for people versus when you haven't really got time for people. It's like you know how it is. It's like um, Monday morning in the work canteen. You know, it's like it's eight a.m. and you know, it's like, uh, oh, how's your weekend? You know, it's like, look, I really don't want to talk about it. You know, and you, you sort of. And then when it's your friend, you know, oh yeah, it's great, yeah, oh, mate, I was over here, blah blah. blah. You know, and then it's someone you don't really like, and you just kind of you see each other, and it's just like a someone you know from work. You know, How was your weekend then? Was it okay? You know, because that's all you can really. You know, what can you talk about? Even? I, I would just like to say I like everybody that I work with. <laughs> Continue, <laughs> lucky man. <laughs> Lucky man. I wish I could say the same. But there, there's people you say, oh God, you know, you just, you're, you're both just talking. You haven't really, you don't even really, you barely know each other or whatever. And it's kind of like, oh, how was your weekend? And you just really cannot be bothered to go through. You just, you go, oh, it's, it was all right. Did you do anything? No. Just stayed at home. Even though you might have gone to. You know, I, I normally do stay at Rome. home on the weekend, to be all fair. Right. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> so coming back to the jujitsu. Right, Jiu- well, jiu-jitsu, I mean, it's Brazilian jiu-jitsu, right? So, um, what's, the, what's the difference? What's well, the so, other one? So, Japanese so, jiu-jitsu. Japanese jiu-jitsu, yeah, traditional jiu-jitsu. So jiu-jitsu is a Japanese martial art that's, you know, karate, judo, 5,000 years old, however old it is. And um, a lot of Japanese people relocated to Brazil in the early 1900s, 1920s, 1930s, I think, around about that time. And um, they took some jiu-jitsu to Brazil. And the Brazilians, obviously, being uh, a completely different culture, um, embraced it and then re reimagined it and redesigned it um, to be uh, much less regimented and a much more kind of... Uh, avant-garde um much more fluid martial art um and uh yeah that's, Dude, have, uh, you, have you got the blokes version please the, the blokes bl- version the one line version yeah the folding clothes up with okay with right. people wearing them. i mean I, I did that one you didn't <laughs> okay. like it so now i'm doing the, uh, this is the person that i this is not the person at work that i like it's not the person at work that I don't like, but it's a new person. Right. So I'm kind of, uh, you know, this is, uh, yeah. I want to talk to them a little bit, but I want to leave myself, uh, you know, a, a, a nifty exit if I, uh, if, I need to, uh, if I need to leave quickly. Or, always, or like the, you know, like the Homer Simpson uh, yeah, the meme? Yeah, disappearing into the hedge. Yeah, yeah, he just yeah. just backs off and the hedge closes again. Yeah, yeah, the hedge. <laughs> but um, we, so, so that's how we met, right? We both um, ended up at Mill Hill. Uh, which was which was sort of a, a pretty big jujitsu club, and um, Mill Hill BJJ. Mill Hill BJJ, and and in fact, um, I remember when I first went there. So I I, I started jujitsu. Um, I, I had a look earlier today. Actually, two thousand and nine. I started with Eddie Cohn um, in Walthamstow or somewhere that was yeah, like a long way, way to yeah, to, to go. So, yeah. I started there, and uh, I I smashed my neck up like. 
I think I've told you this. I smashed my neck up like first class. I just got stacked on my back. Didn't know what I was doing. I got like folded over on my neck. I, I like destroyed my neck. And I still, I still kept training there for about maybe like five, six months. But literally from that first day, I was mashed. Like I, my hands went numb. I had pins and needles down my... Properly, I couldn't feel my back. I, I was going in the shower and I was like... There's so, I thought I had MS. That's how bad it was. When was this? 2009. No, no, which club? <laughs> it, it wasn't, it was, it was down to. Big up. It was, it was down to. As Big you know, up the aforementioned. As you know, as you know. No, na- so, no names mentioned. Although, although it's he politically. He's going to come and fuck you up. No, he's, he's, I still, he's still, he's a good guy, Eddie. Till he hears this. He's a good guy. But um, yeah, so, so as we know, as we know, I mean, it's, it's not a politically correct um, nomenclature but spazzy white belts you can't yeah. say spaz anymore but it's a thing in jiu-jitsu spazzy white belts when you get in there you're just flailing around all over the place doing stupid things and you injure people and I, obviously I was a white belt was my first class and uh, the other guy was as well and so so I got stacked right on my neck completely mashed my neck just carried on training for a few months and then I had to give up and that was 2009 and I couldn't train until 2017. That's how mashed I was. For eight years, I couldn't do anything. I had like dizzy spells, like heart palpitations. I was proper mashed. Did you ever get this looked at? Yeah. Yeah, I went, I had MRIs on, I had MRIs on parts of my body that are not even attached to my body. Blood tests, ECG, everything. Because I thought like there's something wrong. And yeah, the thing that was wrong is like... <laughs> no, no shit. <laughs> don't, yeah, don't go jiu-jitsu if you don't know what you're doing. But anyway, so I so then I found Ibi's club, East Finchley Combat Academy. in Ibi 20, Adam. Ibi Adam um, in 2017. And I started training there. What did he call it back then? Yeah, East Finchley East Combat Finchley Academy. Combat, um, yeah, so yeah. he was um, he was with a kickboxing guy. It was like a, it was kind of like an MMA, you know, right, bit, right. A bit of kickboxing, bit of jiu-jitsu. And um, I started... Back there, 2017. And I remember... It's, it's not 2017, it's 2016, bro. I'm, 16? I'm sure of it. Maybe, yeah. maybe Because I, I started, April. my daughter started in April and I started in May, yeah. uh, 2016. Yeah. And then there's you, I remember like that. I was like, oh, another old bloke, another old, bold bloke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you used to run around this orange hat on. Yeah. Like, orange woolly hat. I, I finally like, threw that away. I was like, yeah, I was like, oh, it's a Hare Krishna doing BJJ. <laughs> Right, and um, I'm, not, I'm not saying this even because it's funny. I mean, I was like, "This, this is a Hare Krishna dude doing BJJ." I was like, "Wow, man!" Like, well, you know, that like, is funny though. Like, I've done my research on all the different martial arts. You know, I come from a karate, but traditional, <clears throat> traditional karate background. So I've done my research. I wanted the best, you know, best kind of martial art for my daughter or whatever. And they kept saying, you know, every in all the reviews, you know, it's a cool sport, blah blah blah. You know, this and that, and, and but always, you know, the sort of the co- the common thread is always a uh, you know all walks of life it attracts everybody from diverse walks of life. And so obviously I rock up there. There's you running around the warm-ups <laughs> with, my hat. with your orange hat. I was like, ah, Hare Krishna dude's here <laughs> as well. And then we didn't speak to each other for, I think probably about a month or so. Maybe just, you know, like might have partnered yeah. up for roles or whatever, yeah, but yeah. it didn't really yeah. chat or anything. But um, no, I do remember. So no, but I mean, a long-winded story, but that's, uh, that's yeah. how I can date yeah, certain, so it probably uh, was, yeah, events, 60, yeah. yeah pr- probably so it was probably around the summer of 2016. Yeah, and and so so before I got to Mill Hill... And, and in fact, you were advanced than me, more advanced than me. So, because I remember, I think you might have, maybe, I mean, I definitely you're better than me, yes, for sure. But I must have, maybe I got so like you, a stripe 
from oh, Ibi right. at, at the first oh, club right, before oh, I came. Ibi. Right, right, right. So, so, but I remember the first, so the first class that I walked in with, uh, with Ibis, because I, because I, because I hadn't trained for so long and because I've been having like massive anxiety attacks, panic attacks, whatever, because of my neck, you know, it's affected everything really badly. And, uh, <clears throat> I thought, you know what? I just, I just got to go. Gosha found it. My wife, my amazing wife, Gosha, found the found the club and said, "Let's go." And we went down. She only went once, by the way, and then she didn't never went again. <laughs> but um, I, I remember we walked in, and uh, Ed, the the guy who was teaching is a guy called Ed Ingemels, who's a giant. It's a big giant guy with a big giant beard. So. Um, if you if you don't know him, you can. I'm sure he'll come up on your Google search. Ed Ingemels, he's party a bear. Party, party bear. bear. He's a, he's a he's a very very legit grappler. But he 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 had just broken his like destroyed his yeah, whole ankle. I remember that. I remember that. Yeah. So I walked in. So I so I looked on the website right the the uh, Ibby's website and it said you know. Oh, sorry, you're talking about East Finchley. Yeah, right Combat right, Academy yeah. and this and that yeah. and. Ed Ingemel's head instructor, you know, multiple times won this, that, and the other yep. British champion. So I was expecting, you know, like Hoist Gracie's cousin who married someone in England, whatever. I walk in, Ed walks in, he's got like this giant ski boot, you know, this plastic yeah, yeah, foot yeah. boot, like up to his knee. He was probably 60 pounds, uh, 10 pounds heavier than he is now. With like a big giant beard, and I was like, "Wow, this is the guy. This is like the jujitsu instructor." And uh, but actually, as soon as he started teaching, I mean, you know how how good he is. What a good instructor he was. Big up, Ed. I mean, big up, Ed. Yeah, I mean, he's honestly like I I really miss those days. Yeah. You know, I mean, look, anything in the old days is always oh, those are the days. That was great. But I mean, Mill Hill BJJ. Yeah. Around that time, 2016, 17, 18. Was the best. It was just, and, and I remember like Ed's classes. I mean, you'd come away with such a little tiny detail, which totally changes, you know, your, yeah. whatever you've learned or whatever yeah. you know. But yeah. but also <laughs> just the jokes. Yeah. And if you were there, you know, like if you were lucky enough, you know how like, you know, when every so often the moon lines up with the sun yeah, and this yeah, and that, yeah, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So if you were there when, you know, there was Ed there and you can probably guess who. I mean, the greatest double act in jiu-jitsu. Oh, uh, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> what's, what's Noel's surname? Br Pro Braganza? Uh, I don't know. No, Gracie. <laughs> of course. No, Leo, no Leo Gracie. <laughs> Take that Braganza out yeah. of your mouth. Wash your mouth but out. of course. Gracie. Um, yeah. How could I doubt? Yeah, but that's, um, I, that's why I went to Mill Hill because Ibby had only two nights a week yeah. and, and I said to Ed, you know, is there somewhere else because the Tuesdays and Thursdays are not the best for me, blah, blah, blah. And he was teaching at Mill Hill and that's how I, that's how I got in there. So, and I don't even really remember how we first kind of started talking. I think, it, yeah, I think it probably was just like, oh, that geezer's old and yeah, bald and exactly. not too big and, and doesn't, not, doesn't let, look like a spaz. Yeah, and let's not injure each other. Yeah, yeah let's just like, start yeah. rolling. Yeah, it was, it yeah. was like that. It was, um, or maybe you just, this guy hasn't got a clue. No, I no. just decided no, no. to, let, let, me show, let me show him how it's done. Let me show, him my, actually, let fact, me show like, my one move that I learned yeah. wrong. <laughs> Your bravo choke. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so um, the one the one big shout out is to nick of course it's to nick, nick the brooks, late yeah. great the late great nick brooks who uh was mill hill started mill hill and um you know it made it into you know i wasn't there 
before that really happened. But, you know, listening to everybody who had trained there for a long time, who'd done BJJ for a long time, you know, Nick kind of really changed the way that people thought about their club and thought about their um, their training to be a little bit more relaxed and a little bit more fun and a little bit more of a family. Um, and so it was all going pretty well, really. You know, the club was heaving, was super busy. And then came the the thing that probably still must not be named, the scamdemic. And then uh, everything shut down. You know, no one could train, no one could go anywhere. Everyone was at home. And um, yeah, it's, look, it's, you know, I mean, well, first of all, I'm no authority at all to, to speak about Mill Hill, you know, the club, you know, and, you know, and all the people involved. You know, I'm just a lowly blue belt. And, and I think even even as we sort of, you know, even as we're speaking about it, obviously we've got some very, you know, old school OG Mill Hill mm. dudes coming on the podcast down the line yeah. um, who obviously, you know, can really sort of tell you the full history of the club yes. and, uh, yes, you know, yes, and, and what, what, you know, what's what. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, but then obviously when everything shut and there was nowhere really to train, we had, um, we got a big garage under our flat at home and we had some really like ropey mats in there. Some, I don't think you ever came before we, we did it. Right. We had these, I've got standards. Yeah. We had these mats. I tell you, if you think you've gone on disgusting mats, you haven't. So these were like given away. I was going to say, where'd you find them? No, they were given away from a club that was like, we can't use these anymore. I was like, I'll have a couple. A club that's gone bankrupt. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, yeah. It's probably been sued due to for, its, yeah, due to its for scabies. Yeah, due to its said, hygiene practices. We're not allowed to dump them in the, uh, the council won't take them. <laughs> Do you want them? And I was like, yeah. So, Free so, mats? So we had those in the, in the garage. And then when, when everything shut down, um, me and, uh, me and Gosha, um, said, let's like make a proper mat down there. So we ordered like some proper mats. We ordered some vinyl. We painted it. We got. We did all some little mats around. Wait, 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 wait. So, so where, where is this for the listeners? Because I mean, I I roll with you, you know, every week. Um, you know, I know probably every nook and cranny of that. Uh, yeah. So, but, white at, basement, at, but. At, the, at the flat, at the flat in the garage where I live, and um, and then it was, and then describe so, it. Describe it to me. Uh, so it's about. Uh, I think it's about f- probably three meters by five meters. But we it's got, like you know, it's like got, one of these. It's like one of these terrace, like like a row of terraces, and underneath there's like blocks. It's just of, garages. Blocks yeah, of you garages, just right. you just you know you wouldn't yeah. you wouldn't think anything of it. I mean, it's it's there's just a it's just a garage door, um, but they're they're double length garages that go right underneath the flats where I live. So they're probably if it was empty, it's probably long enough to to put three cars like bumper to bumper. Is it three? It's as big as that. Or a smart car and okay, two right. normal cars. Right. Um, so and then we 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 had a, like a partition wall halfway down it and you know made the back the back was already a gym so it already had mats and weights and stuff um, but we decided let's let's make a proper um, jujitsu space to roll so initially it was just me and Gosha rolling and then uh, we invited uh, Mikatsu Seymour Yang shout out to Seymour Yang. Um, Big up Seymour Yang, we'll be having him on the show. Yeah, we'll be definitely, we'll, Seymour, we'll be definitely having you on the show. We haven't told you yet, but definitely you'll be coming on. <laughs> and um, yeah, and then and then I think pro, pro, quite early on, I said, I was like, who else can I bring around? There's like only one other person that really I want to roll with and talk to. And it'd be like my home where I live. And that was- Ben Woolrich. And that was you. Oh, it was me? Yeah, that was you. So- uh, 
<laughs> so that's so that's, I, I and I say Ben Wilder because if you remember, me and Ben came was the to, first ever one, right? So, you, yeah, the first you, one. You yeah, and ben, we, yeah. we came one Saturday evening or Saturday afternoon. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's then, when you and that's when you then convinced us to open up, um, you know, buy Bitcoin and and put a deposit all on Celsius. Yeah. <laughs> Topical this. Uh, yes, yes. To, Topical uh, this. Bring us, <laughs> bringing us right up to date with that, yeah. and, and dating the podcast as well, somewhat. But um, we're worried. We're now in the end of July. Yeah, we're still waiting for our money to come back from Celsius. But um, yeah, but you can you can you can that, say the end of July twenty twenty, yeah. and we'll still X. be probably waiting. But yeah, yeah but, that, but but that was that was so that was how this actually the doing a podcast started was from us training together right. there because obviously I was just like it's the it's the gym it's downstairs or whatever and you named it right. <laughs> I did. You named um, it. I did. I did. But um, you know, I, I don't like to unnecessarily take the props for something that I don't own. So no, but you so. you named it and you. <laughs> All right, I named it, man. <laughs> and 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 because of the because of uh, Danaher, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It was a reference to the to the blue basement at Henzo's, at Henzo Gracie's in New York City. Um, and it was always, I think, was it Dana who always used to refer to it as the blue basement, or is it just everyone? Or, or I think everyone, everyone else. I think everyone did. Yeah, yeah but yeah. but yeah, but it was kind of like a play then, but um, it seemed to have stuck. Yeah. And so that's how it became the white basement. The white basement. The white. We're not. We we don't claim to be at the same level as uh, Danaher's and uh, Henzo Gracie's, but um, we we white we have, belt basement. We yeah, we have <laughs> we have as much fun. Yeah, white belt basement exactly. And lucky because Gosha wanted the black mat, then we would have had to have black belt basement, and that would be not yeah, really too, a bit too ambitious. Yeah, then we would we would get. Uh, we would Why didn't get you get black for uh, black mats for the darkness to make it? No, because, because um, or, um, I think it's uh, Mendez. We, and we're, talk, we're talking about the new mats. The, the good new mats, yeah. Not the old ones were like older. green, nasty Yeah, it's like green. you took whatever colour you could yeah, get. Yeah, no, they, um, the, I think it's the Mendez brothers. Their gym mm. is with the white yeah, mat. Yeah, the art of jiu-jitsu. Yeah, and I'd seen is some videos. Something like that, I don't know. We can, we'll, I mean, I love jiu-jitsu more than you then, so um, yeah. I'll, I'll look it up, art don't worry. Yeah, <laughs> but, they, but they had like yeah. these white all, Everything's white. Yeah, and I was like, this yeah. is cool. And I it's said very to Gosha, yeah, I said to Gosha, let's, let's do like a nice white like that. And she was like, no, nah, it's going to get mucky and whatever. But, you know, I'm glad we did it. She likes it now. I'm glad we did it. Did you manage it to nice. get that blue mark off that I made within about a week of you getting those mats? It's it's gone. Okay, um, just worn away. It's gone, but actually, yeah, exactly. It's it's worn away, which which um, probably is is a, is a a good explanation if you don't do jujitsu as to how badly you get ground into the floor. Right. That there was a plastic. What was it? Those stupid socks. Oh, the story of the socks. So those socks. I forgot what it's called now. There's a there's a trampoline place in in Watford. And I took my daughter, who back then was probably, what, 10 or something like that. And she's like, Daddy, Daddy, uh, I want to go, um, you know, trampolining. I was like, oh, man, you know, it's like me by myself and her. And, you know, like, you know, what's it going to, you know, I'm just gonna, it's going to be awkward. And, you know, what am I going to do? And standing around. I thought, sod that. I went there, trampolines everywhere, different angled trampolines, stuff you can jump off into ball pits. And, and of course, all you saw was just loads of dads and loads of kids and all the dads getting fully involved because you got to act like a child and jump on trampolines it was great so uh, i went then and of course you know oh sir you know you've got to wear these socks because if you don't have special your grippy socks you've got to bring your own grippy socks because right. you know you've all got 
cupboards like, full like of grippy Jeff's grippy socks. <laughs> yeah, Jeff's big up Jeff. Jeff's grippy socks. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Which Jeff? Grippy socks, Jeff. Grippy socks. Yeah, exactly. Grippy socks, Jeff. Yeah, exactly. So that's it. That's it. But except these were pink. They, they were like, oh, Serge, you have, um, Serge, you, you know, you, you brought your socks out. I was like, what socks? That like, oh no, you, you can't go there unless you know you have got your grippy socks or whatever. I said, I'll take my normal socks. It's fine. You know, and no, 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 it's got to be grippy. So they gave me these, like, you can take these, you know, you can, you buy them or whatever. It's like two, I said, whatever it was. Like, so they gave me these pink, two pink socks. They were all pink with the blue bits were basically rubber blobs on the sole of the socks. Yeah. Right. So I thought, whatever, you know, they fit me. That's fine. That'll do, you know, then I thought next day, I was like, actually, um, maybe I'll bring these to Jason's. So, you know, this is. I, I remember when you came in with them and I was like, those are going to just ruin my map but I was like what did you say <laughs> well <laughs> you know because I'm like oh, I'm in that like kind of flow zen like maybe they'll be alright you know maybe right, like right. you've got bad feet or something right, or right, you know right. I don't want to like yeah, say yeah, oh yeah. take your socks off and then you know I don't want to be that guy first three seconds right Zzzz, like a big blue yeah, stripe across oh, you the remember map. it it must yeah, have yeah. really broke your heart it, you know, the thing is it didn't bother me that much because um, I was always with this was the, the, the discussion I had with Gosha about the mat. I was always like, look, it's a jujitsu mat. Like, it's it's, it's not, not even a jujitsu. It's a tarpaulin. Yeah, so it's you got a it's tarpaulin not, over It's you, not like a it's not like a, a Picasso painting on the wall. It's <laughs> yeah. like a you know we're yeah, gonna to use, we're gonna yeah, do yeah. jujitsu. It's on like it, putting right? plastic. It's like the Indian thing, putting plastic on your sofas. Yeah, and it's like you mom, never enjoy them, right? Yeah, like mum, when are we gonna take these off? We've had them like forty years. I've had them. I've been sitting on them on the plastic since I was ten years old. I'm like now nearly fifty. Yeah. Like, can we take the plastic? I off? think it's not just Indians either, because my friends. I'm sure it's my friend Tass, his uncle. Had like a 1970 whatever Mercedes. Like I always remember yeah. he, he always had it as long as I could ever remember. Still with the yeah, same yeah, plastics yeah, 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 on yeah. the seats. Yeah, that's yeah, we saw that. <laughs> that well. one plastic on the remote. Yeah, yeah, all yeah, that sort of stuff. Right, right, right. So, uh, so I didn't, I didn't mind that it that it got um, mm. mashed, but then Gosha saw it and she's like, "Oh, it's a mark on the mat." I said, "Don't worry, it will clean off." <laughs> so we spent like half an hour trying to trying to get it off, like with this cleaning spray right. with a cloth, like. It, it went. It went probably down by fifty percent. To be fair, but it wasn't coming off. Now you can't tell where it was. Right. That's how much I do remember coming back the following and pressure week. We left on the mat, and I was. I, I remember sort of thinking. I was in in the car or whatever. You know, I, I was slightly early or something, and I was just sat in the car for a second. And then I remembered that, and I thought, oh, I wonder if it's going to be there this week. <laughs> <laughs> kind of hoping that it wouldn't be, you know, meaning, you know, you would have cleaned it or whatever, it had gone away or whatever it was. Of course, I got there. So first thing I'm looking at, this massive blue mark. It's and to be fair, it was as blue as the day I left it. It's not it the was... only one that ever happened. So okay. that we had the, we had another, another, um, another visitor, another episode of Matt damage. But done by who? A visitor? By uh, Seymour. <laughs> so Seymour okay. did this gi that was awesome. So in the lockdown, he was oh, yeah, bored. Yeah, 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 yeah. He, yeah, yeah. He, he's a he's an amazing um, artist, and he did. He had a white gi, and he painted the whole back of it as um uh as the really famous. What's the really famous anime? It's like the most super famous one. But anyway, he painted like the iconic scene out of that on the right. back of this gi, black and red. So like monochrome black with some red. I can't remember what it was, and like. He, he was like, yeah, you know, I've bought, I bought my gear and I'm going to like christen it, like rolling, like with you guys. And I was like, wow, like that's kind of quite an honor. They like, made this gear. 
And as soon as he said it, like part of me was like, I'm honoured that he, he he wants to roll the first time in this gear here. And then the other half of me was like, that fucker hasn't been through the washing machine, right? <laughs> I mean, I don't know whether that ink says it's colour fast, but I don't think it's colour fast. And then again, like literally three seconds, right? He pulls guard, I don't know, goes for spider guard or whatever, so he sort of spins around on his back, goes to turtle, and then there's like a red and black like spiral print, print of his, yeah, on the, on the map. Print of his, of his and design. I was like, again, I was like, you know what? It is what it is. But luckily, Gosha's eyes are really bad without her glasses. So I was like, <laughs> she ain't, ain't going to notice till we come back next time. Because otherwise, <laughs> she's going to try and kill him like straight away for, for, uh, for marking the map. Um, so you weren't, yeah, you weren't the only one. There was, okay. um, there was a, but, but again, like it, that is, that is completely, um, completely gone. You can't, I can't remember where it was yeah, and you, you cannot away. see it. And um, I think, I think as well, that's, that's probably, that does probably um, go some way to explaining for people who don't do jujitsu, who don't train, who I should interject at this point. If you don't do jujitsu, you should do jujitsu. The end of that. But for people who don't train, the thing that I like about it so much, and I think it's why you you do make good friends and you kind of get to know people really well, is that it is it is fairly brutal the way you like go after each other in a in a controlled manner that just from literally wiping your friend's face or arms or shoulders or whatever across the mat multiple times while they're sweating and panting is enough to get things off the mat that you cannot get with cleaning products and rags it won't come off but if you just get your mate in there and you just try to batter him and then he tries to batter you after about six months you know no no trace left and uh that kind of um (laughs) that kind of pressure and that kind of um uh interaction I think I think makes makes real good strong friendships, which is why probably we we thought we're going to get together and do a podcast, which is why we're sitting here now. Or you think it's something different? I think anything. It, it, there's look. I've got I've got friendships with guys from my day job where you know you've been through the you know your real hard times together, and I say hard times as in difficult times. You know where you know pressure, high pressure situations, yeah. stuff like. That. Yeah, of course, you know, it's always going to bring out some sort of bond in humans. You've got that shared experience. So I think that's, yeah, I mean, of course, jujitsu guys will say that because they do jujitsu. That's their bubble. It'll be interesting to see what, um, you know, a lot of hardcore cross practitioners, guys who are, you know, like black belts in five, six different arts, you know, guys like, um, I mean, just off the top of my head, Andy Nugent, Mm. um, David Anuma, Mm. a lot of those guys, you know. It'll be interesting to see how they view it. That, yes. Okay. It's, it was, I don't know, um, um, Jeet Kune Do. Are the people just as friendly as they are in Brazilian Jiu Jitsu? Mm. Or, um, you know, are guys in Sambo, are they, you know, just as nice and they all go for beers together as the Jiu Jitsu guys? You know, I, I, it'll be interesting to see. I, I, I believe, I don't think it's any more than anywhere else. Um, I, just, d- I don't know. I, I tell you what I think the difference is. And, and you know, I've, I've, probably we've even had this conversation before so i mean you did karate before right and i did kung fu for probably like and i've probably got the answer actually even while i said it i've got the answer and i'll sort of tag it onto the back of yours but go ahead yeah so 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 i did i did kung fu 
you know, quite a lot. I did, I trained like three, four times a week for probably like good, must have been like a good five, six, seven years and got to like a pretty decent standard. Black belt? Black belt. But the, multiple black belts? No. How often do they give out black belts? Uh, you could how do, do they it, give out? How often do they give out belts? Sorry. You, you, could, you could go for a grading every three months. Right. But for black belt, I think from brown belt to black belt, you had to wait six months. So I think you could do it. So there was like two right. yellow belts, two green belts, two blue belts, two brown belts, and then a black. So, you could do it in like probably four. Right. Let's say, which so, I did. So I did like probably four, four and a half. Yeah, so so I think no, all normal these old, speed. Yeah, it's all these old school ones. But sorry, but the, you said you were a black. Yeah. So the, black but the, the difference, the difference was, and I think a lot of people will, will tell you the same thing, is that with most martial arts that are either predominantly or they have a significant component of striking, you cannot really spar and go hard without getting really hurt or hurting the other person, getting concussions, getting injuries, getting teeth knocked out, broken bones, whatever. So there is is always a a missing element of, does this really work? Does the thing I think I can do, can I actually do it? And this this is the fundamental difference for me between other martial arts and jiu-jitsu particularly probably judo is the same and the other grappling arts wrestling these 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 things are probably very similar um in that within the rule set that you have you can go as hard as you can go i mean you know when we roll and you get me there's no you can't say oh but i would have done the monkey finger technique i would have done this remember the snake thing where i poke your eyes out because that's not a thing for us you we got you know you can't you can't grab individual fingers you can't poke people in the eyes you can't grab their nuts otherwise you know off you go pretty much and and it's so it's very um it's very honest and it's very revealing and it's very genuine and um, that's that's what I like about it the most. Apart from getting like a really good workout and you know having a good sweat, it's very um, it, it it always forces you to be honest with yourself about where you're at and uh, and where you're going because you don't have any excuses. You can't you can't blame anything else other than I put my hand in a stupid place or I'm not good enough or I didn't. So a little bit like surfing. Yeah, I've never been surfing. Though. I've neither have I. I'm, yeah. I'm just assuming that it's going to be one of these things where they're going to say, "Dude, you you crashed into the reef or whatever happens when the wave breaks," and the guy is now quadriplegic. And they go, "Dude, you should always know. You can always, you know, you, you can lie to yourself. But you can't lie to the waves, dude. Can't lie to the waves, dude. But, yeah, right. And, and, but a lot of those and, guys, um, you know, a lot of those or, Brazilian or, guys, were surfed and. Trained, yeah, right? That yeah, was true, the thing, true. right? That's Surfing true. in the day and then go and roll and, and whatever. So yeah, I guess I think with skateboarding as well, it's it's that same kind of flow and you know, community and culture, and you're just trying to kind of go with the board and go with the Have you spoken to any jujitsu train spotters? What do you know of any? Jujitsu train spotters. Yeah, train spotters that do jujitsu. No. Yeah, no, it's, it's not the it's not the build up to joke, but all I'm oh. thinking, all, <laughs> is it well, not? Damn. Well, I'm just thinking. No, no. All I'm just thinking. I wonder if they'll say exactly the same because we can make it all sound tough and like, yo, dude, I do jujitsu, I do this, that, whatever, and and I'm also a thrash, but, but what, what thrash do you metal mean, player. What do you mean? I don't, I don't. 
but you know, you're saying like this sense of community and whatnot, right? And like you know how and how surfing is very similar to that, you know, because hey, jujitsu, you got to be really patient. You get, you know, you're only getting one percent better, a tiny bit at a time. And same as train spotting, you only see diesel locomotives C three seven eight five. Oh, you mean every- literally a train yeah. spotter who does be- jujitsu? Yeah, 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 uh, yeah, no. yeah. No, literally. No, I haven't. Yeah. Right. So you could argue. And again, I, look, jiu-jitsu is not my, you know, I, I'm no authority whatsoever. I'm just a blue belt in jiu-jitsu and a shit blue belt as well. No, you're um, not. But, you know, it's like the, the, the point is I'm just, I'm just, you know, so I'll leave that to you. But it's, I just feel like there's a lot of these kind of things which I see in any kind of small, niche um, the very kind of, whatever you call it, it probably niche. Yeah, any, any kind of niche category you see. So, dude, we've got a real community going on. We look out for each other. Like, you know, like. Oh, oh, sorry, one second. Oh, diesel locomotive 1374 British Rail. Oh, with a coal uh, coal carrier at the back. Can't have right? coal anymore. <laughs> you, won't, you won't see those anymore. Right. But, but do you know what I mean? I, I, I just feel like it's, yeah, I mean, it's, it's like, you know how they say, um, you're like, oh, is so-and-so, you know, such and such thing a cult? Uh, is Jiu-Jitsu a cult? Is, you know, whatever. and it's, and you look at the kind of the, the, the signs or the, you know, the, things that point towards a cult mm, you've got mm, your own mm, jargon mm. you've got your own uh, literature you've got your own sort of holy books you've got certain grandmasters or, or you know the who, people who are the authority and you can say hold on a minute <laughs> that sounds like my family you know it's like or you know it's it's my religion or it's my jiu-jitsu club or it's my train spotting club i, I think i think a lot of martial arts are like cults but i think jiu-jitsu is is less so because it's so informal there's obviously, you know, you've got you've got stuff you can and can't do and, and yeah. whatever. But, you know, yeah, yeah, most, most martial arts, if you turn up 10 minutes late with a, with a purple true. top and green trousers and you forgot to cut your nails or, you know, whatever yeah, it is, yeah. man, you're going to get an absolute wrecking or you're just told, like, you can't train, like, whatever. With jiu-jitsu, it's just like... Yeah, you just roll in, you fist bump, do your little warm up in the corner, and then like join in. So I, I think I think in my um, in my way of thinking, cult is a little bit more kind of uh, regimented, and and you know you can, you cannot um, deviate from the teachings of the leader. Whereas uh, I think jujitsu is much more like a like a your own because they. They tell you from the beginning. You don't really understand it at the beginning, but everyone talks about developing your own game. You know, they never. It's with with a lot of martial arts. I think it's very much like at this belt we learn this and we do this and we do this, that, and the other. Whereas I think with uh, with jujitsu, it's very much like you start to play it the way you like to play it, and that is encouraged. And that's probably you know um, the opposite almost of a of a cult. I would say. Or something I find difficult is just training multiple days. Obviously, because I'm old, um, I'm over forty. Um, so we were talking about this, you know, at length. There's loads of people who sort of go on about it, and they say, "Oh, you know, it's all in the mind, or this, or that." What's your view? You tell me, because I can't even. I can't even think. I was just trying to think of some sort of introduction to the subject, but um, we can always sort of go back. But um, that's you know, what I was, that was my question. How I, often do you train? First of all, three times a week. Well, no, four times a week. Four times, okay. but but. The, the thing is, I mean, f- there's a, for sure there's a mental component because 
you've got to motivate yourself to um, to actually go and train. And also you've got to, I mean, like I try, I, I wouldn't say I'm always particularly su- successful, but I try to get to sleep early. I try to do as much like kind of recovery stuff as I can. So I do like my little Wim Hof breathing every morning. How much you sleep? I try to get, I try and get eight hours. I mean, I might not, I might get seven. How much you sleep last night? I went to bed, what was Saturday last night? I went to bed about half 11, went to sleep about half 11. I woke up, I got up at about half seven. So eight hours. So I I try to get eight hours because if I, I can get less one night and I'm okay. Second night, I don't feel quite so good. The The other thing for me, which is which is slightly, I guess, off the subject, but if I don't sleep enough, I get really tired at work. Uh, you know, my, my job, I have to concentrate all yeah. day because, you know, I'm seeing patients all day and the patient that I see at four o'clock, for them, it's, that's their appointment. That's They're the, not yeah. thinking, oh, poor guy, he's been right. in, in this little room with no air all day. No wonder he's sitting there yawning and he can't remember anything that I just told him it has to be as if there's a first person patient that I've seen in the day and you know yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm interacting with them and and if I don't get enough sleep I, I do struggle but as far as the training um yeah there's a there's a there's a mental component for sure but I so mean I've, so I've failed on that part on sleep I sleep about <laughs> five and a half hours during the week I don't, I don't always get it, but I'm, I'm pretty good because I I struggle, but honestly, I've, I've never been good since I was a kid. I've never been good on, on little sleep. If you, even if you ask my, yeah, my friends from when I was young, they'll tell you, I was always the first one saying, what time are we going home? Like I'm knackered. It's, it's one o'clock or whatever. So I've, I've never been good on little sleep. And, and you know that's what do you mean little sleep like what if i mean? if i would get like four hours or oh, six hours yeah like i was I, 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 being sleep deficient yeah i was okay. just a mess i was like a zombie and and also then i don't enjoy like the the, the evening that i'm having because i start thinking tomorrow is going to be horrendous and then i and then i don't enjoy it so i would rather just go to bed early yeah but the thing is aren't you sort of stating the obvious like you're talking as if you're a you know you're you're like a one in a million oddball that happens to like eight hours sleep but isn't that everybody who can't function without sleep who feels shit without sleep who's moody without sleep i mean uh, we all feel like that dude what huh? I, like I you're no exception i don't know anyone <laughs> right? who sleeps eight hours a night that i could name you off the top of my head intentionally uh, they just they can't just get it because they've got a baby or right. they're busy or like yeah. myself like don't get me wrong I'll sleep 12 hours dude you know me like, I mean and you can tell it. like I said like I told you before when we you know we meet up at what 9am on a Sunday um, and, and my wife said to 9, me 12 <laughs> yeah. by the time you arrive <laughs> I'm always on time what are you today was the first day I was late and that was two minutes two or three minutes I've still got all your whatsapp messages yeah oh yeah, yeah. there's a few <laughs> I'm running late I'm just leaving now. A lot of traffic. And I even sent a photo. So you can see the photo. You can oh, you're see in the, the car. I'm in the car. Yeah, I'm in the car. I'm on the way. Here's my WhatsApp live location. I'm, you can you can track yeah, me. Yeah, I'm right. late, bro. Half it's an hour, right. but you can track. At least you know where I am. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That freaked me out, the live location. That have you never seen like, it? That I thought that was like... How have a, you not seen it? You know, I, I'm I'm very sort of uh, technology well, you don't, you don't suspicious. Yeah, I'm right. like, okay, fine, they right. know where I am if yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah. And then I can never switch it off. Yeah. They'll be tracking me forever. It looked like a like you were going to get a drone strike yeah, from, yeah, yeah. A, from a, you know, a, 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 a drone, obviously. 
but that's but, your that's your I mean okay yeah, that's my suspicious nature right but wait let me let me yes, just let me just yes, yeah, finish yeah. my finish my your, my lab, point your labored my, point yeah yeah my labored point about about the training is that there there is a component of mental and there is a component of eating well and getting sleep and getting trying to do recovery and like all my all my supplementary training that I do now is all like rehab prehab trying to make my knees stronger trying to fix my shoulder injuries all this all of this stuff but there is no way if you train hard for the normal person that you could do more than four times a week at, at this age if you i i think i mean unless you're a super athlete of which there's super athletes that they're built differently but most most normal people if you're training hard three or four times a week you're you're at the limit of what you can recover from and you know you how do you know well you know as well as i do and because read any jujitsu meme page or whatever all the memes is about your fingers don't work your elbows right. hurt your knees hurt your back hurts your neck hurts you know there was a funny one that i saw the other day about um you know the the well you probably don't know because you don't watch movies but the avengers movie where right. they have the hulk where, where uh, bruce banner turns up and um, he's going to fight like this big giant thing. And the Captain America says to him, now would be a good time to, to get angry because he needs to turn yeah. into the Hulk. And he says, that's my secret. I'm always angry. And the jiu-jitsu meme is, how do you roll five times a week and you never get sore? That's my secret. I'm always sore. Right. So three, four times a week at, at this age, I think is, is as much as you can do if you're training hard. And, and this, is, this is actually the, the, I think, leads on to the thing that we've probably talked about quite a lot, is that, I mean, I'll, I'll be 50 this year, and my, um, my goals for jiu-jitsu is the same as my goals for training generally, which is to be able to keep training. That's goals, my goal. bro. Goals. Well, my goal, yeah. My goal is to Gains. be able, be Gains. able to... That's, that's it. Gains, bro. Yeah, but I but I've, I'm past that point of of gains. I'm at the point of I would like to be able to wake up tomorrow, and choose I can train and be able to train. I want to I want to go train. I can train. Not wake up and say I want to go train. My knee don't work. I can't go. My shoulder hurts too much. I can't train. So you know, three times, two times, maybe four times a week. I, I think is. What do you think is the optimum? Well, it depends on your it depends on your target. You know, like if I'm 25 and I'm thinking I'm going to be in the UFC and I'm going to be a professional athlete, I'm going to be on the big shows right, or whatever. Right. Maybe it's twice a day, six days a week. No, I'm I saying mean, for you personally, three as a 50 year old dude, three three or four times. And and the thing is, when I do four times, two of those sessions a week, I won't be looking forward to. I'll go because I know I'm going to enjoy it when I get there. But I'll already be classes, right? Classes. You roll. You roll what? Like one to one. Yeah, I roll with you on a Sunday. I roll with Seymour and Gosha on a Monday, and then I roll. uh, Well, no, at the moment I'm doing Wednesday with Ibi at Resistance with uh, Mike, and uh, Friday with Gosha, because the Tuesdays Thursdays doesn't really fit in so well for me. But even out of, I don't know which one it will be, but one out of those four, I'll be thinking, oh Jesus, I've got to. I've got to train again. I've said I'm going to train. I'm knackered, but I'm going to train again. And anything above that, I, I would be going backwards. Even at four, I mean, like I said to you this morning, you know, my, my arm is just destroyed. This left arm is just a mess because I need six weeks off for it to 
to settle down. But but you know, I don't. My life will be worse if I have six weeks off to settle down. I mean, what, how often are you training now? Three times. It's, it's I can probably the the aim was always to sort of fit in a fourth, which is going to be the most I can train in. You know, I've, I've trained in my life. I mean, four times a week. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's and then there's always something. There's you know, there's other commitments and life and stuff gets in the way. But I, you know, I've got a sort of Friday that's relatively free. But then Friday I work from home and things like that, which I'll probably cut out because I don't really want to discuss my work. But um, you know, Fridays is probably the day that um, you know, I'd, I'd probably try and do something. So I was gonna, you know, add in an extra class or a private or something. I, I don't know. It's um, but again, then Friday becomes the kind of day when you're like, oh it's a Friday, it's the end of the week and whatnot. And then nothing ever happens because my daughter trains in the evening. So I have to take her there. So I've got a commitment there. I can't do Fridays, Saturday morning. Again, she's, you know, she's got her jujitsu. So it's, um, it's, it's not the easiest, but, um, I think three, I mean, I, I think I can fit a fourth and unlike you, you know, I sleep five and a half, half hours, five and a half hours a night. Um, on the weekends I used to do, you know, 12 hours, like trying the classic kind of worst ways of sleeping, you know, build up a deficit and then try and sort of win it all back, um, you know, on the weekends. And of course now Saturday mornings I wake up, Sunday mornings I wake up. Um, and then Monday to Friday I'm, you know, sleeping sort of five and a half, maybe six hours. And it's, um, oh, don't get me wrong. It, it kills me. By, by Friday I'm sort of thinking like, damn, I'm just weekend. so happy it's the weekend. You know, and even if, oh, tomorrow, at least I'll get eight hours. And it's, it's not because I wake up super early. You know, I, I, you know, I wake up at, what, six, you know, 6 a.m. It's not even, it's not, it's not super early how it used to be back in the day. But, um, you know, it's usually, you know, I've, you know, every other day I'm training, um, you know, then I've got other commitments and whatnot. And it just leaves very little time for yourself. I mean, my, my job itself is, you know, you're 14 hours, you're out of the house. Um, so, you know, it doesn't leave much time. And then, you know, even you know, coming from duty, say, oh man, I'm, yo, I'm going to go straight to bed. I'm telling you hundred percent. I'm taking an ibuprofen and a sleeping pill. You know, I'm going to, you get there, turn on a bit of news, food, shower, this, that, whatever, put the ghee in the wash. It's already 11 PM already. And then what? Then, you know, you're going to watch some trash TV or whatever. It's easily midnight. Easy. And I've got to wake up at six. So, so. I think I think to to like flip the question back on you is you know you 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 do three times a week and that fits pretty well with your lifestyle and you know what's of time that's available and resources that's available and and you say maybe you could squeeze in a, a number 4 yeah but what, Which easily no easily I've got no hesitation because but, but what is your what is your goal and what is your rationale for why you would rather do four than three like are you trying just, to get better or yeah, you just look i've i've got you know, i'm i'm super patient i've done a lot of things in my life which are traditionally in the sort of traditional sense difficult you know difficult in inverted commas um and i've managed to do it just and i'm no you know i'm i'm a pretty dumb guy really you know i'm no i'm no smart guy um some of it's been through luck but a lot of it has just been through sheer brute force if you like you know it's literally mm. like there's there's no clever algorithm it's brute mm -hmm. force it's like you know breaking a lock you're just going through every single yeah. combination yeah. it's a bit like that. i'm just i work hard and i'll and i still say it, i work harder than anybody i don't care i'll mm. do it and that's how it always was in in all my career it was i will work harder than you and so when even when it came to martial arts one of the things that attracted me was the fact they keep saying jujitsu is i i don't know I, again i say i i preface this with you know i'm no authority 
but I keep reading, you know, jiu-jitsu is one of the hardest um, and with probably the most attrition as well, um, martial arts. Mm. So, you know, I always try it out and say, okay, let's do it. You know, it's the same as I see a mountain. I say, you know what? Why? Why not? Let's mm. go and let's climb it. Why? Because it's difficult. Mm. It's like that corny phrase, you know, like in um, in, um, in in all your MBA courses and master's courses. And, you know, it's, it's I think it was JFK, right? He goes, uh, we fly to the moon because it's difficult. That's why, we, or something like that. It's like, we choose to fly to the moon because it's difficult or precisely yeah, because yeah, it's difficult, yeah, whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. I'll look it up and, 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 you know, I should actually find out. But um, So just, just on a slight tangent then, did they, did they fly to the moon? Oh, God, he's going to start that. No, it was a green screen and waffle, <laughs> waffle. And, dude, of course they flew to the moon. Do you think so? Yeah. I, I only agree with you in the mornings because the mornings, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not a morning person and I've come here to roll. Um, and it's interesting to hear someone else tell me that the moon landings were faked. Like, I don't know. I don't know. I will say one thing, though, before we go off on a massive tangent with you about that. But I, I will say that people used to laugh at Trump, right? They say, yo, this guy, what's he on? What's he on about? This guy's, you know, blah, blah, blah. Um, but he's the one who first took the, the term fake news into the mainstream he media, right? Did. And he actually made everybody question, um, you know, what they're reading, why they're reading, what's the motives of the writer, stuff he like did. that. And this stuff, I mean, I'm no expert. Again, I'm no expert. I've got a GCSE grade B in media studies, right? But in media studies, that's when we learn, you know, like, you know, what's the motives of the writer? Do you think he'll have any ulterior motives? Or what do you think he's out, he'll have any unconscious biases or, you know, stuff like that. And so I was always sort of, doing that because that's just something that sort of always stayed with me mm -hmm. um but you talk to a lot of people they say it, it's true like why is it true i read it on the internet dude yeah. like i read it on the internet yeah like, who wrote it if you read it on a message board or on 4chan you don't get your life advice from 4chan yeah <laughs> right and it's a little bit like that it's like it's on the news it's on the bbc it must be true yeah and you know if, if we kind of sort of you know we we branch off from that you know even right now if you look at the way one voice in this whole Ukraine conflict, you know, the, the Russian voice is total. We just don't hear anything from them. Mm. We just, it's just dismissed. It's, it's all propaganda. You know, Kim Jong-un, it's, it's all propaganda. No, I know, but I want to see what their newspapers are saying in mm. English. You know, get, let's get it translated. I yeah. want to see directly what they're saying. Yeah. We don't hear that. Yeah. I'm not saying it's wrong or right. I'm not trying to take sides. These are, and, and, you know, these are very sort of sensitive subjects as well. I get it. You know, I get it. Bad things are happening. This is a war. Mm. Um, but, you know, I question why are we, why are we only have one narrative, you know. It goes back to and 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 of course we've been stung massively for this generation, you know, because I don't know about Cuba and Vietnam and you know all the other Korean War. And all. I, I I don't know the full, you know, but I slept through through GCSE and a, uh, through A level history. I slept through A level history, so I don't know. But certainly everyone knows about the ma weapons of mass destruction. Anyone who's in there, I don't know, let's say what, twenties, thirties, right. They know about it. So we, we've been stung as re or lied to as recently as, yep. you know, whatever it was, early two thousands. Yep. Right. So why would you now having known that listen to your so-called leaders who are then breaking the same laws they, that they, um, they put in place. Yeah. And that's, that's what I say to a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of doctors because a lot of, a lot of people in my family are doctors. Um, and, and some of them are actually, preeminent doctors um i'd like to bring one of the guys on a podcast because it'd be super interesting to hear, to hear his experiences but um they look at you and they sort of say you don't understand about you know for example the you know covid vaccine and mm -hmm. the um the, you know wearing masks and all that like, and they literally laugh at you and go dude you're you're almost saying 
black is white. It just doesn't work like that. Mm. And and we won't branch it. That's mm. a whole. That's yeah, an episode yeah. in itself. We'll, we'll wait for but, your guy to come yeah. in. But he'll yeah exactly yeah yeah exactly that <laughs> would actually super him. interesting. Yeah, yeah. Um, but um, you know you you hear it from these these people and, and it's like it's like someone tells me in my you know what I've trained in and what my career is. If you tell me this is like this, I'll say, hold on, it's, it's impossible. What you're saying is just bullshit, yeah. right? And it's a little bit like that, but I've forgotten what I was going to say because um, my, my, my key point is, why don't you circle me back into my point, whatever that was. We started off on the, on the moon. Yeah, the moon. We right. the so, moon so, so, you know, yeah, we're talking about narratives and all that, but who knows, you know, I, I don't know. As much as I like to think I can see the moon and blah, 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 and yeah, we went to the moon. Um, there are arguments like we went to the moon, but how come we just never ever went back? You know, we went through, there was a period, you know, in the what was it, sixties, early seventies? Yeah, I mean, we landed we in sixty-nine, right? Sixty years ago. When we did we land on the moon? Sixty-nine. When did we not land on the moon? Yeah, sixty-nine. Like July sixty-nine, I believe. I think. The sea of I think there was one on my my birth year, seventy-two. I, I, yeah, I yeah, there, there was, was a, there was a whole space well, yeah. program, right? And and who knows what the reasons or rationale or logic behind it was? Maybe it was just because it was just Cold War, and you know they just wanted to outdo each other. That's probably the. There, it was probably no more complicated than that. I'd love to you know look into the, all this after the podcast because you know you you feel like an absolute plum. Um, so we not so knowing we, basic so history. We're gonna we're gonna book an episode then on the moon landings. On right? the moon landings, we can do a we can do a you know you can you can present the case. I'm going to have to look through the Smith One Rolodex and check out who I know. There must be an astronaut I know or someone in aeronautics. In fact, I know someone in aeronautics. Astronaut is what they're called. Astronaut. Yeah, so you can you can bring an astronaut. Okay. But um <laughs> yeah, we should we should do that because I'm sure uh, I'm sure anyone who's listening will have a view one way or the other. What about moon landing? We did or we didn't. Oh, right, it's right. one of those things, you know, it's kind of a it's kind of um Another one which we won't talk about now, but maybe we'll talk about at some point, is flat Earth. It's, oh, it's, but what I mean is, it's one that's always brought up as a as a, a term of reference. So these lot of flat Earthers, kind of thing, you know. So I think moon moon landing is one of those ones where everyone has a view on it. Like we did go, or we didn't go, or we went, but you don't have we, a view on it, do you? No, nah, not really, <laughs> not really. But but well, to circle it right back though, to circle it all the way back from from what you were saying about um, saying trusting we, authority, we went to the moon because it's hard. Yes, and and um, but about trusting authority figures, and you know, we we are constantly given a narrative, and you kind of you the way we are um, brought up in the Western world, and and probably in the East as well, but certainly through our like school system and media and everything is. There are these authority figures and they tell you how things are and then you don't question them yeah. because they're an expert. And to and to circle it, you know, really back to um, like training and jujitsu and being over 40 and still training and whatever, that's, that's again one of the things that I find I like about jujitsu is that your instructor tells you this is a technique and this works. And in, in, in a lot of other um, scenarios, you just have to take their word for it. Oh, okay, they showed me this thing and it works. Whereas when we're training, you then go and roll live and you try and do it and you're like, oh, it doesn't work. But it works when so-and-so does it and then you've got to kind of modify it and then you actually, you actually pressure test everything. Everything you're taught, 
you test it live to see whether it works or whether it doesn't work. Right. And so that that is something that we should try and do with other walks of life. It's not possible always to to take your own heart out and clean one of the valves and replace it and put right. it back and go, oh, that guy didn't know what he was talking about. But I think, you know, you you do need sometimes to apply a little bit of rigorous... Um, yeah, to authenticate. Yeah, to see whether what you're being told is right but, or is it not right. And quite often... What, with regard to jiu-jitsu or Well, with, well, with jiu-jitsu you have to, right? Because you roll afterwards and then you... The, but the interesting thing is, it, like... Um, so I was watching, um, you know, some some videos on YouTube, or whatever. There's a guy doing. It's it's called Knife Control Concepts, um, and it's a guy called Aaron Janetti. I mean, dude, you see, you know how people go on about um, people say, "Oh, I've got to go. Back, I've got to go to Brazil and train jiu-jitsu in Brazil. It's the you know the spiritual home, whatever." And and you know, in recent times, people have started saying, actually, you know, the center, the spiritual home, is certainly or or is always going to be brazil i'm sure of it you know i mean again i'm no authority but um you know it, that's the spiritual home but today the center of jiu-jitsu is certainly or or 100 it's moved to california um and new barnet and new barnet and new barnet yeah <laughs> um <laughs> california light <laughs> it's like a it's like it's like um del boy and rodney like new york <laughs> london Peckham. yeah it's like california jiu-jitsu california Rio, california new, new york new barnet the new barn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. But um, there's a guy, Aaron Genetti, um, mm. Knife Control Concepts. Mm. That's one of his sort of, sort of, I, I guess, one of his side things. But um, he's obviously, he's a, he's a legit, super legit jiu-jitsu grappler. Um, yeah, super nice guy from his videos. Um, does some really good um, good um, short form clips on, mm. on, on mm. Instagram mm. and whatnot. But, um, you know, they do these knife, you know, like obviously they've got rubber knives. Um, but even these, or plastic knives, I think they are. But, you know, they're wearing... But they're going 100%. Yeah. You, know, you are going to assault yeah. that person. Yeah. But they're wearing, you know, full helmets. Yeah. So again, it's it's a bit like, I mean, boys can relate to this. But, you know, you put on a cup. The first time you put yeah. on a cup, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, a plastic cup to, to protect your, your testicles. Um, the first time you put on a cup, I don't know if you ever remember that, you feel fucking invincible. I felt fucking uncomfortable. Okay. <laughs> I felt invincible. That's, I was just you, like, come you on. Had a better couple like, of I was literally, I just, I wanted someone to kick me in the nuts. I, you know, I it felt can like. can still be arranged. <laughs> no no yeah. problem. Oh, just, yeah. just let me know, yeah, anytime. Chucking out time tonight at your local, <laughs> um, we can give it a good test. But, you know, you feel invincible, right? Yeah, yeah. And so mentally, you know, and then even if you're like me, you know, you're a five foot something midget, it doesn't matter, right? It's you feel invincible. That's, you know, that's probably 60% or at least a, a big part of your kind of your, your, your aggression or your, your, your attack is just your mental, how you feel. Yeah, yeah. Right. Um, so that's the thing, you know, if you're fighting against guy, number one, it's a real knife. Number two, you haven't got a helmet on, you haven't got a cup on, you've got a t-shirt and shorts, um, and short shorts, you know, athletic shorts. Um, yep. It's, it's bad news you know yeah. even before we've begun before even the knife has been has poked somebody it's yep. bad news already and so uh, this is the thing how can you to be fair to these guys you know or, or, or to just to be fair to people how can you i mean uh, i don't know look i think ultimately it still helps it's still you know every little bit of yeah whatever it's still more than somebody for sure. else for sure so, if you've you know. got some some knowledge i mean again i think obviously that's a very um you know, a knife attack or whatever is a very, very right on the end of a spectrum mm, of, mm. of life experiences that you hopefully never want to have. But but I think, again, you can you can kind of apply that 80-20 rule 
to that where you if you learn 20% of what they're teaching yeah. you get 80% of the of the benefits i mean it's it's definitely better to have a little bit of of uh of awareness and and in fact i tell you who um you know it's very old stuff but who really probably is one of the godfathers of modern cross-training martial arts, mixed martial arts, um, YouTube, media, videos and stuff, is Jeff Thompson. Um, so Jeff Jeff Thompson is, um, for, for people who don't know, if you're into martial arts, if you're into training, if you're a man under the age of 30, go and buy this book. It's called Watch My Back. Um, it's it's the best self defense book you'll ever read, and it's not a self defense book. It's a it's a it's Isn't a, a memoir of a bouncer. Yeah, it's a it's his it's a his experience doorman, right? as as a doorman. So this guy Jeff, who I've met a few times because a friend of mine who actually took me to meet Eddie Cohn made a film with him. So um, this guy Jeff, he he explains in his book, but basically he was uh, he was going nowhere. He lived in Coventry. He was sweeping a factory floor for a job. He had a terrible relationship. He had no money. He had no friends. He had no self confidence. He had literally nothing. And he sat down one day and he drew a little pyramid on a piece of paper with little steps. And um, on each step, he put something in his life that he um, wanted to overcome or deal with or change. And the top of his pyramid, he's called it the fear pyramid, I think. I read it a long time ago. The top of his pyramid was the fear of physical confrontation. So he was terrified of fighting, of, of any kind of confrontation. So he went and got a job on the door of the worst club in Coventry. Right. And uh, he his plan was to go there for one night and like that would get him over his, his fear. And he ended up staying there for 20 years. And he became as a doorman. As a doorman, twenty years. Yeah, and he end he end up. I, I Is think he's still alive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's oh, an okay. author now. He writes. Oh, then I don't want to say anything bad about him. But he's he's a he's a he's a <laughs> super fascinating guy. But he was the first guy who who broke down. Like if you read the book, you'll see. He broke down like what happens in real fights. And this is what I think is often missing. I'm not saying always, and I'm sure some people do it well, but it's often missing from like these kind of knife technique or this self-defense, someone grabs you, you grab their leg or whatever. He was the first person that I ever knew about who talked about the whole psychology and the, and the adrenaline and the emotions of whatever of a real situation. So a lot of the stuff that they teach and that they taught, a lot of the drilling they do, they stand, for example, really close to each other and they just shout in each other's face. So you get used to somebody yeah. standing near you and shouting at you. Or they shove each other really hard so you get used to the feeling of someone pushing you in the chest, which he says when you get hit in the chest because that's where your heart is, your body releases a massive dump of adrenaline because your heart gets physically hit. And then you get another massive dump of adrenaline because you're not used to the dump of adrenaline from your heart getting hit. And now with most people, with with 90% of people who are untrained, they freeze and that's the end of the situation. They can't do anything. So someone stands in your face, they start shouting and screaming at you, they push you really hard in your chest, you get two massive dumps of adrenaline, you're literally paralysed, 
You can't breathe properly. You can't think, and that's the end of the fight. If they decide they're going to hit you, they're going to hit you, and you're going to get hit. And I think that's the stuff that was missing for me from a lot of the kind of martial arts stuff. So if I grab, I grab his left hand with my right hand, I'll put my right foot where his... But it doesn't. It never gets to that point because before you've even done that, you can't do anything. And uh, so, so as a as a sort of um, as a a real like I say, a real good self defense book. And it's literally stories of fights that he had. Some of it's hilarious. It was really black dark comedy. Um, but as a self defense book, as a real like insight into how real fights go down, that's a that's a real good one. Jeff Thompson, watch my back. And I've actually bought that book for a couple of people and given it to them. And I think I think neither of them read it. <laughs> so I don't know whether Are they you got... supposed to lend me that book. But I think that I think the copy I was gonna lend right, you right. I gave to someone right. and they haven't given it back. So yeah. I will I will I'll get you one. Yeah, yeah. On a, when we do our two hundredth podcast, I'll get you one as a as a present. How kind of you? The two hundred <laughs> They've got it, they've got them like a, you know, nearly new on Amazon ninety nine P Marketplace. So yeah, I mean that's the that's that's the thing that I always found was missing from the self defense. So what's know. the conclusion to old man jiu jitsu, or what's the relevance? Um, well, the 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 thing with old man jiu jitsu is the thing I think that's the same with with all uh, person jiu jitsu, young, old, whatever, yeah. is that within the rule set that you have, you go a hundred percent. You go 100%. Like, you know, when I get on the mat, I know I'm going to try. There's a lot of people who I'm at a similar level to. You know, maybe on the day I'm 2% better, I'm 2% worse, 5%, 5%, whatever. But there's a lot of people where you can go hard. You can go with your full power, full speed, and you really try to get them. And they really try to get you. And you know at the end of that where you're... Where yeah. you're at. I mean, this was the one thing that I always had when I did Kung Fu. Even though I trained a lot and I was pretty good, I was quite tasty within the rule set that they had. But I I always, in the back of my mind, I was like, I don't know whether this works or not. I don't know if I kick someone as hard as I can kick them in the head, what happens? Because I never did it. I've kicked a pad a million times. I know the power's there, what, but... I don't know what happens. I don't know how I feel about it. I don't know what happens to the guy. Like, it, right. it, whereas with jujitsu, I can tell you, and I can be ninety nine point nine 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 percent accurate. If you say to me, "This is the guy. This is how much he weighs. This is what clothing he's wearing, and this is the position you start in," I can pretty much tell you what's going to happen because you've been through it at your full whack, as hard as you can go. So many times you've been through that set of movements that position and and so the 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 honesty of it is is what i think draws people to it and keeps people with it is that you know you know where you're at there's no there's yeah. no hiding from the truth you know people you know as well as i do some people they always come with excuses you have a role with them oh they were just warming up you have another another role with them they just had the hard round they didn't sleep. Oh, they, I thought I thought I was the only one who said that. There's a lot of people who do that, mm. and you I'm know, to, I'm gonna have to get more creative with my excuses. Yeah, there's times when I want to come up with an excuse, but I'm like, this, that's just no one cares about your excuse. Yeah, you know, the thing that's important is you got tapped. That's is that's, that important? 
Yeah, because it's a, it's you know I think we're as humans gonna, we're never going to get to get off the subject of jujitsu. Well, I mean you know we yeah. jujitsu over forty, right? Yeah. But but I think as humans we we like to we 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 require or feel comfortable with having a conclusion to things. Yeah. I mean you it's 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 very difficult if something is just left unanswered at the end. Right, it doesn't matter what it is, whether you you have a meeting at work or you yeah. have a meal or whatever. You you know, it's like you're in the middle of a meal, and then you don't finish what's on your plate and you just get up and walk off, and you don't even discuss how your food was. It's like, it's a bit unsatisfying. You want to get to the yeah. end and finish the meal and have the little thing at the end, and then do your little debrief. Oh, that was nice, wasn't it? The chicken was so tasty or whatever. I mean, you you wouldn't know, right? You're a veggie, but the the um, courgettes were. <laughs> we're, we're in well perfectly done. in yeah. season um so so yeah i think i think that the the tap is not important for getting someone to tap but it's a conclusion to the conversation i, f- I find rolling it's it's like a conversation it's like you're having a you're having a discussion with someone then there is a conclusion to the discussion yeah which i guess is, it's like any game you're I mean, right you, and you, i'm wrong yeah i mean or, it's, it's like anything it's, it's a game right and you have to have you get yeah. points or whatever, and there's a winner and a loser. Yeah, yeah, so exactly. I, I guess that sort of applies to all, all facets of life. Um, yeah, but yeah, rounding that up, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, you know, I, I think uh, with regard to you know, at least certainly being over forty, I think. Um, I, I mean, we see people who are in their seventies. You know, How training, old are you now? Uh, Forty-eight. Forty-eight. Oh yeah. So we soon we're going to be able to do over fifty, right? Yeah, just over fifty. Soon, yeah, soon. it's coming. Waist size or uh, <laughs> no, not waist size. Okay. No, I'm never um, going to be one of those people. <laughs> <laughs> never, never. Um, but yeah, like you know, that's a, it's um, yeah. I think I think ultimately it just comes down to um, you know how much can the body handle, and um, if you can yeah. handle it, yeah, do as much as you can. Um, but just keep in mind that you know everything is, it wears out your bones and joints and whatnot. Which personally, I'm not a massive believer in. Um, it probably will. I mean, but then you know, what good are we? Uh, you know, being a hundred years old and um, yeah, I mean, live fast, die young, man. Yeah, but also, I mean, I, I, I've said this a lot. I enjoy training. It's one of the things in my week. If you ask me, like, you know, just write down on a list, write down the things you look forward to or that you're going to do this week that you're going to enjoy. Like, I enjoy driving to work and driving home. I'm really lucky. I've got a nice drive. I've got a really good commute. Little traffic, lovely roads. I enjoy driving to work and driving home. I enjoy training. I don't have to get anything other than the enjoyment of the training out of the training. So even if I have to modify my training or train a bit lighter or train with different people or whatever, as long as I can go and do it, that's enough for me. I don't I don't care about getting promotions. I don't care about getting submissions. I don't care about anything. I just want to, like I said, said earlier on, I want to be able to train when I want to train and not say, oh, I can't train because my leg, my arm, my knee, my neck, yeah, my yeah, back, yeah, whatever, yeah. you know, and I've had, I've had a lot of injuries, you know, I've had injuries that have stopped me training for multiple years and I've had multiple of those injuries. I just like training. I mean, I've got two slips. I've got, I got three, no, two, I've got slip discs in two places. It's like in my neck, my lower back and it's like three slip discs in each one, each mm-hmm. plate in each place and it's like, Man, I've always got neck ache and I've always got back ache. Um, so yeah, I mean, man, there's so many days. I mean, I'll be honest with you. Like, if I dropped a pound coin 
in the morning. What about two pound coins? Two pound coins, you'd pick you know, it up, I, right? Two pound, it might be a bit of a but bit of a debate, but I wouldn't pick up. I, I, just, I said, you know what? I'll pick it up later if it's still there. I'm not bending down like that's how much my back hurts. Some some days, not every day. What about fiver? <laughs> I think for a fiver, I, I, I chase it even if it's on a string. <laughs> Yeah, like, I chase it. Five has got some value. Yeah, yeah, still. yeah, I chase it. Yeah, but then you know, it's um, surely you don't. You're not telling me you've got a fiver in your pocket. And you carry around fivers, do you? I mean, is, I that, tr- is that the poor man's tenor? I try, I try <laughs> to use cash whenever possible, which oh. is a whole other podcast, oh, right? The war, on, Here we go. the war yeah. on cash. Yeah, the <laughs> the the, uh, the new world or the digital but CBDC. Then, but, then, you know, but we but we say track all this. And trace we we say all this, communism. right? It, but it's. I'm very like I have this sort of not argue, like a mini argument with my daughter. My daughter's 14. She's in school. She knows. I mean, she knows. You know, meme life, right? She's growing up on TikTok basically. Yeah. So she, you know, she gets things. And some days, you know, some days she's just like, you know, I'm like, oh, what are you wearing a mask for? You don't need to wear a mask. No, no, over here, it's 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 legit. You know, don't worry, you can take it off. Or and she's like, Daddy, I'm just gonna wear it. Like whatever, like whatever. You know, and it's more sort of she's just sick of me. You know, like, why are you wearing a mask or whatever? Um, and you've got to be very conscientious of, or conscious, whatever the word is. Yeah, sorry, you've got to be very conscious of the fact that you don't end up being these lame, contrarian parents. Mm. And and I, if, you, if you don't know what I mean, we're in our 50s, so you'll remember, there was always that one kid in class who didn't have a TV, right? And their parents and their dad wore sandals with socks. Do you remember, like, probably a cardigan or whatever? I do. And and hopefully whoever that person is, I, I will send this to listen to. I right. won't I won't name check it. I'm kind of thinking, you know, like word to Christopher Colgate. Oh, but um Ralph Petrie in the house. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna have to check this with our lawyers, you know, before this goes out. It's um there's some people, you know, looking for a quick payday. Yeah, you're right, you're right. I was thinking, no, nah, everyone had a TV, but I'm pretty sure. No, there was always they some contrarian yeah, So yeah, same yeah. way, you know, like I said to my wife, I said, look, you know, we're gonna end up becoming contrarian parents, those nerdy guys. Yo, you can only use social media for four hours a day, you know, like, or only for eight hours a day, you know, you, you can, you know, I don't know, like, you know, it's, you got to do as, as sort of bad as it is or bad as it sounds, um, you know, you got to kind of go with the flow. And if everybody in my daughter's class, you know, for example, in my daughter's class, everyone's had a mobile phone since age eight or mm. nine at least. Right, which is relatively young. I mean, I talked to some, you know, some friends. They're like, "Oh, my daughter's twelve, or my son's twelve, and no, they don't have their own phone." Mm. But if everyone's got it, as much as I don't want it, I don't want to be that nerdy parent. Yeah, that's just that's just how it is. I mean, maybe it's a sign of a shit father. I I don't know, and you know, I'm not trying to. I mean, I never get into those parenting discussions because I don't have kids. Right, yeah. I'm never going to be that guy that's like, "Oh, you should do this." Yeah, yeah. Like, you don't have kids. What are yeah, you talking about? Yeah. Well, my 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 main experience of it for, is myself. My attention span is so bad now compared to what it used to be because I'm used to scrolling through social media and clicking on this oh, and clicking dude. on that. My, my attention span is horrendous. But I've, I, I, obviously I test kids' eyes at work. And some of these kids, they, ca- they can't sit still. They can't sit still and have an eye test for five minutes. Really? They can't sit. Dude, and the parents but, but- just sort of stand there and sort of say, oh, sit still. But not like you know, like you know, you're you're my generation, yeah. right? You you're get one, you get one. Sit still. That was your that was your warning. <laughs> right. Sit still. And the hand starts. The talking. second one. That was it. The you're hand talks. Still. Yeah. 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 Um, but but, I think, but but the thing is, dude, it was like yesterday night. 
I, I was just standing by my, like, you know, in the kitchen and I picked up my phone, you know, whatever reason I picked it up and how much is Bitcoin or how much am I losing on crypto or whatever it was. Celsius, and shout out to Celsius. Word to Celsius. Shout so, out to Alex Mashinsky. <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, I ended up scrolling through the uh, Facebook shorts, you know, they're the, the short clips or whatever, like TikTok. They're trying to just take yeah, a clip. Yeah, yeah. Um, one and a half hours. I was like, next thing I know, I'm like, shit. It's 11.30 already. Yeah, it's a time warp. Like, how? And I'm a grown man. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm a grown man. What chance have these kids got? How, exactly. What's going to happen? Like, what are the effects? It's like vaping. You know, they saw vaping is super safe. It's, you know, forget smoking cigarettes. Vaping's a new thing. And then people started getting popcorn, popcorn lung. lung, which, again, it's a whole different argument. People start saying, actually, that was the forerunner of COVID. And people thought it was attributed to vaping, but actually it was early COVID. I don't know, whatever. That's a whole separate subject. But, um, but you know, we only found out about the downsides of vaping, but there are some downsides. Oh, um, you know, but cigarettes, cigarettes in the 1920s yeah, and 30s it was were a, prescribed it was a medicine. by doctors. Right, exactly. So and, you only found out afterwards. But that, so, that rolls me back to my, to my original point about trusting authority figures. Yeah, but then what do you do? Do you go and do your whole research yourself? You become a house fellow and, well, I don't what, know, like what, do your what I do, medical research. I am, I am on the, sort of on the extreme fringe. I, I've got a... I've got an You're easy. On the yeah, I'm on the spectrum. Definitely on the spectrum, but I've got a, I've got an easy kind of um, uh, rule rule for life. Let's call it a rule for life. Whenever someone in authority tells you to do something, just do the opposite. It doesn't always work. It's no. not always good advice. But whatever they tell you, just assume that 180 degrees in the other direction is correct. And uh, you will yeah, probably be going in though. a bit simplistic. Like if very, if I, very simplistic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But I, I, I think more accurate way of putting it, or or more sort of responsible way, or, or child friendly term is is, you know, that if some if someone tells you something, question the motive behind it. Yes. Of the of the person telling you, they may have reasons. That's all. And you know, and, and that I think that applies. Yes, yeah, so, but that's the slight, that takes slightly more work work of course yeah yeah so that's your that's your you outworking yeah but me. you don't want to be one of these dudes on on social media i'm filming you officer yeah yeah i'm what is your badge number you have to tell me and then the guy's like I, Who i'm you? that guy right? <laughs> no i'm yeah, not i'm not but, that guy you know those those audit dudes right and it's kind <laughs> yeah, of like yeah. man like yeah no 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 i i, I agree i mean there's, yeah, a, then there's they're just getting into it for the sake of it like policeman tells you stick to 50 you're like no i'm gonna do 51 they're like that's why i say it's a bit simplistic but yeah if you, whereas doing, you know, like questioning the motives and saying, okay, well, why are they actually saying this? Why are they, you know, there must be a reason. Yeah. And what is that reason? Okay. So let's, let's bring this, let's bring this bitch to a close. What are Can't we? say bitch. Let's, let's bring. You just lost 50% of your audience. Let's bring, <laughs> let's bring this motherfucker to a close <laughs> for the 1% who are still listening. Let's let's bring this let's bring let's, this to a close. Let's close this mofo. What is our motivation for doing this podcast, and what are we trying to say? I, I look. I, why am I even doing it? It's only because I've been sort of reined into it by you. Um, I, I'm, I'm willing to try everything once, and I you know give it a shot and see how things turn out. And it's interesting. It's you know I w I want to be on my deathbed saying you know what 
been there, done that. I did this, I did that, I did this. You know, it's it's like a bucket list, right? Like, do something. Just do something creative. Don't consume. This is, in fact, this is my advice. Uncle Smith's advice for the younger generation today. Don't consume. Create. Right? And it, that's what it comes down to. Don't sit there on TikTok all day just consuming, consuming like a crackhead, just taking that crack cocaine. You know, create. I'm not saying go out and Grow make crack. those kids... <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. Uh, <laughs> let me just, uh, whatever you call it, you know, the the right. cut it down. Kids, grow those poppies. <laughs> These poppies are sponsored by <laughs> Pablo Escobar. <laughs> right, but it's no, but no. You're be, right. You're right. Yeah. That's that's Create. it's hundred percent. And, so, and that's and that's that's what I wanted to do. I just want to just do stuff that interests me. I, you know, I, I've I've tried. I mean, look, I I did my first business age fourteen. Um, <laughs> I don't know whether I should, how much I should even mention it because I still cringe at it. And I actually, my mother found um, one of my flyers um, from from her shed that she where she keeps all the memories of her kids. Like, do all mums do that? They keep all sorts of bollocks. Like, I mean, my, my mum's moved twice since I moved out, so right. I think she's probably got some stuff up in the right. in the loft. the loft and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. Right. So given that she's Not moved, the yeah, yeah, my parents have never moved. So you know, there's just the shed is just overflowing. So, but anyway, she got out this uh, this flyer. I'm I'm visibly cringing now, but it was it's Smitty Careers, right? And I was delivering or trying to or or promising to deliver documents or parcels or whatever on on my bike um, to whoever would pay for it. Um, I sent, I made a hundred, I made a hundred, um, hundred flyers, got someone to photocopy them at their workplace for me. And, uh, and then went up and down like one of the main roads near, near where I grew up, um, posted a hundred of those, of those hundred. And I still use that as a reference point today of a hundred flyers. Guess how many jobs I got? Three. No. Oh. I didn't even get a single fucking job. Oh. I got one phone call, right? And of course, in those days, I gave my mum and dad's house phone number, so they L- rang. Lucky you only got one phone call. Otherwise, you only got one <laughs> yeah. clap one million phone, yeah. yeah, One million phone calls could be yeah. even worse. But um, I got one phone call and someone said, hello, is that Smitty Couriers? And of course, it was school holidays. I was at home. And, you know, the usual, you know, who rings? It's your mum or dad, you know, are you behaving? We're at work, you know, what are you up to? Have you had breakfast yet? You know, blah, blah. So, of course, I pick up the phone. Hello. The loudest voice, yeah. most unprofessional. And this person said, excuse me, is that Smitty Couriers? And I said, uh, yeah, in my um, even... 14-year-old voice. my 14-year-old voice. And, um, and obviously, they thought something was up. They said, can you deliver a parcel to, I think it was Smitham, I think it was, which is in SE something. I can't remember. Um, it's somewhere near New Crossgate, because I remember looking up on the A to Z and looking where the nearest train was. I thought, this is a bit too much for my BMX. <laughs> <laughs> so i said let me take your um let me take your phone number and get back to you uh, you know i sort of panicked um and then i just uh, they put the phone down and they never called again so i still use that as a metric that even a hundred whatever prospects or leads or whatever it's probably going to give you a chance it's not going to give you a job it's going to give you a chance to get a job and if you screw that up that's the end of it but that was age 14 well, and um I, but i think i think not to cut across you, but just just to probably this this explains as well as anything who we are. When I was fourteen, I got these uh, the plastic those plastic dumbbells, and I just spent like my whole fourteen year old life trying to do dumbbell curls and get bigger arms. 
That's it. That was 14. You know that Pet Shop Boys song, um, Opportunities? And I still don't have arms that look like I lift weights or ever did. <laughs> do you even lift, bro? Do you, do you skip arm I, day? I might as well not, honestly. <laughs> but um, yeah, so 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 that's probably uh, that's probably a good place to cut it off because that's that explains who you are and that explains who I am. And uh, yeah, so the so the so the advice is create, create. don't consume, except there's there's obviously always an exception. Consume this podcast and share it with everybody. Don't create a copy of it. Don't create it's impossible <laughs> to create a copy of it. Know your limits, people. Know your limits. Um, so yeah, create, don't consume, but consume this and uh, tune in again to the next one, which uh, we're going to drop real soon. No promises. We never promise. It's, it's going to come out when it comes out. We promise we're going to deliver it real soon. <laughs> <laughs>